Hey, good people. Welcome to the latest episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ann Taylor, and I'm the owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC, here in Atlanta, Georgia, of course. My law firm specializes in business law and estate planning services. If you'd like to learn more about the services that I offer, please check out my website at StacyAnnTaylorLaw.com or follow me on my Instagram page at Stacy Ann Taylor Law. Good people, it is Thursday, January 21st, 2021, and I am glad to be back with you all this week on this podcast after taking an unexpected week off last week. Uh, you all know that I will always be upfront and honest with you all about where I am on this journey um, that uh, we all call entrepreneurship or small business ownership and Last week was a busy week and a crazy busy week, and so um, I unfortunately wasn't able to get the podcast episode recorded, but I am doing my best to try to get back into my routine of recording an episode weekly. That is my strongest desire at this point. So good people, let's get into this week's episode, which is episode number 25, and it is called The Dream and the nightmare of franchise ownership. The dream and the nightmare of franchise ownership. So this will actually be the first in a three-part series of podcast episodes focusing on franchising, uh, specifically from the franchisee point of view. Um, So this idea for this episode actually came to me... um, months ago, back in September or October, when I uh, came across an article uh, on one of the uh, major, you know, newspapers, websites, New York Times, Washington Post, talking about uh, a class action lawsuit that had been filed by, I think, 52 black McDonald's franchisees. Um, They you know, owned restaurants really all over the country. And they were suing McDonald's for, I believe, $800 million in uh, compensatory damages. And uh, the basis for their lawsuit is really interesting. Basically, they are alleging that when they were franchisees, and I think some of them may still be franchisees, uh, McDonald's steered them as black franchisees to open restaurants or take over restaurants in economically disadvantaged areas, which required um, higher insurance costs, higher security costs. Um, also, very often, these restaurants in these economic dis- economically disadvantaged areas uh, had basically lower revenue. They generated lower revenue. And so having higher expenses but lower revenue is pretty much a recipe for failure. And so these 52 black franchisees are suing McDonald's and they are basically saying that McDonald's set them up to fail. So if you are interested in learning more about this um, ongoing lawsuit, I mean, really, I think this, again, the suit was just filed in like September, October, 2020. If you're interested in learning more about it, definitely just do a quick Google search. It'll be easy to find. But um, I actually thought about this article again more recently because I 
recently worked with a client to help the client sell, uh, essentially sell a franchise. And um, the experience was very, very interesting. And this is not the first time that I've worked with a franchisee. Um, I have worked with uh, others in the past, but um, this experience, this particular experience really had me thinking, had me sort of flash back to the article that I read back in September about these McDonald's, these black McDonald's franchisees and their, um, you know, allegations of basically just being set up to fail by McDonald's, the franchisor. And I really thought that I could do a series of podcast episodes. Again, this is the first in a series of three. They won't be, you know, longer than normal. Each of them will be no longer than 15 minutes. And I just want to cover different aspects of, uh, really the legal aspects of being a franchisee. So in this first episode, I'm just going to talk about the positive benefits and the negative attributes of franchise ownership in this first episode, the dream and the nightmare of franchise ownership. In next week's episode, I want to talk to you about the franchise disclosure document that is required to be given to um, franchisees or potential franchisees, franchisees before they sign the franchise agreement. And so the third episode, the week after, the third episode in the series will be about the actual franchise agreement. So let's talk about the dream and the nightmare of franchise ownership. Franchise ownership is a really, um, really amazing and useful, incredibly useful vehicle for first-time business owners, especially. As you all know, I mean, you're all familiar with various franchises, probably especially franchises, but there are franchises for lots of different things. There are franchises for travel agencies and and gyms and car washes. And I mean, almost anything you can think of probably has, you know, at least, you know, one franchise or offering to franchise their business. Okay. And so it can be an incredibly useful way to enter into the business world as a, especially as a first time business owner, because Theoretically, you have what is likely at least a somewhat successful business that, you know, comes with essentially generally rules, instructions, essentially a playbook, um, essentially a brand name also that you can be associated with your business will operate under. And so marketing should be easier for you. Um, Very often in these franchise uh, arrangements, the franchisor will actually do mass marketing. You'll pay, you'll pay royalty fees that'll be used towards mass marketing, perhaps television ads, um, internet ads, whatever. And, you know, you basically get to leverage the franchisor's name and goodwill and already established business, you know, hopefully thriving business, and then basically start your own. You're going to start your own uh, business using that Goodwill, the brand name, and, you know, just essentially uh, all of the benefits that you would get from already having a long established or a fairly long established business. So that is really the dream of franchising, right? You can 
for very often, you know, a reasonable amount of money, depending on what kind of franchise you're starting, uh, for a somewhat reasonable amount of money, you can essentially get the keys to a successful business. And again, franchises can be relatively inexpensive. Some of the more, more um, you know, cost-effective or less costly franchises are probably like cleaning companies, um, travel agencies, things of that nature. You get into more expensive franchise opportunities when you're talking about, you know, becoming a franchisee, franchisee for like a fast food company, like a Taco Bell or McDonald's, those generally can run into the one to $2 million range, just, just like the franchise fee. Um, to even become a franchisee can be a couple of million for some of these uh, fast food franchises. And then of course, the franchisor, the, you know, the company is going to collect royalty fees. Sometimes they'll have royalty fees. They'll even sometimes have a separate marketing fee. They won't include it in the royalty fee. But in any event, it, it can be relatively inexpensive to become a franchisee, or it can be really expensive um, to become a franchisee. And I should say some of these franchisors have rules like you have to have, you know, some of these fast food companies require you to literally have half a million or even a million dollars in cash available, liquid cash sitting in a bank somewhere, in addition to paying like a million or $2 million just for the franchise fee, uh, just to be able to have the right to be a franchisee. So it can get kind of complicated, but nonetheless, theoretically, you are basically getting the keys to what should be a profitable um, and stable business because you're trading on the goodwill, the brand name, et cetera. The, the existing marketing efforts of the franchisor. So that's the dream. Uh, in terms of the nightmare, I've definitely seen the nightmare. Um, the nightmare often occurs when, quite frankly, a potential franchisee gets into a you know a franchise um, and they haven't had a lawyer uh, look over the franchise disclosure document or the franchise agreement later. Um, very often I see, um, that mistake, you know, coming up over and over again. So lack of, you know, basically good legal advice, or if they do have a lawyer, uh, who looked over the documents, the lawyer may not necessarily be very familiar with franchise disclosure documents or franchise agreements. And so they may not understand that. Um, certain clauses or certain provisions are extremely one-sided. And, and let me just stop here for a second and say this. It should be understood that a franchise agreement is going to, in almost every case, strongly favor the franchisor, right? So a franchise agreement with a McDonald's is going to strongly favor the McDonald's corporate office, okay? Um, however... It should not be so incredibly, the agreement should not be so incredibly one-sided that there's really no chance of you um, maintaining any legal rights. Um, and I've definitely seen some franchise agreements that just look crazy, um, that no one should sign. And so, um, you know, that is really, it can be the nightmare. Um, also, some of these franchise agreements basically don't really give you any way to get out of them, except basically if you kill over and die. And even then, you know, the franchisor may have a way for them to try to get one of your family members 
um, you know, your surviving family members to run the franchise. Um, literally, some of these franchise agreements just are, again, just heavily, heavily favor the franchisor, um, kind of leaving the franchisee, you, out in the cold. And so that is the nightmare. And in some cases, you'll have franchisors who promise all this stuff in the franchise agreement in terms of marketing, in terms of ongoing training and all this other stuff. And those things never materialize. And so you can be stuck in a situation where you, you know, five years ago, the business and the business model might've been really thriving. Uh, but five years later, the market has changed or something has, something has changed in the market. People have lost interest for whatever reason customers have lost interest in that particular franchise and um you know things have taken a turn for the worse and you're stuck with a franchise and remember some of these franchise agreements you know usually they're at least five to seven years but some of them are like 15 years or more so again if you haven't if you're stuck in a franchise agreement franchise situation that you know is 15 years long and a few years in, things have, have gone south, you could really, really be screwed. So that is really just, again, me um, giving you a quick overview of the potential for a nightmare, a devastating nightmare um, as a franchisee. And this is, I'm not trying to discourage you from, um, you know, franchise, franchise ownership. Franchising is brilliant. Again, it's a it's a great way for especially first time business owners to get the keys essentially to what should be a fully functioning, revenue generating, profitable business. But there can definitely be some bumps, I mean really potholes along the way, and you just have to kind of be careful. So that's it for today's episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts. See you guys next week.